about the God of Dolores. We're going to hear what God did in her life because um, uh, we received word that she had a massive heart attack. I always thank Peter for <laughs> texting me that morning and just letting me know that day. And, and um, it was kind of, it's, it's just such an odd time because uh, you can't visit anybody in the hospital. So I would call the hospital and I'd like to talk to Loris Minkley. Well, we can neither confirm nor deny that she's here. It's like, that's not helping, you know. And then finally got her when she got back home. And she began to tell me the story of how God kept her alive. And when I heard that story, I'm like, you have to tell us that story because our God is powerful. He kept you alive for a reason to tell the story. So would you welcome Dolores as she comes to share a story that we all need to hear these days. Thank you, Dolores. Thank you. Morning, everybody. First, I thank the Lord for the opportunity to share with you, and I want to thank all of you for your prayers. People watching online, thank you for prayers. Thank you for the cards and the calls and the good wishes I received. They're very encouraging, blessed me so much. And thank you, Pastor Darrell, for allowing me to share. A lot of you know that um, I will be sharing about God's mercy and his healing. I could have been a COVID-19 statistic, even though I've never had the virus. I suffered a very serious heart attack. I hope none of you ever have to go through that. But if you do or someone near you does, it's my prayer that you will quickly recognize what's happening and react rapidly. I never really had heart problems to speak of. Even my cholesterol was pretty well balanced. My LDL count balanced out the HDL was not considered any problem at all. I had a little bit of high blood pressure for which I was taking one little five milligram tablet of amlodipine, considered a very low dose of anything. I will say that on occasion, I felt a heaviness, about a six inch space, just heaviness in my chest once in a while. And then it would be gone, so it was nothing. Well, I went through an incredible experience on Friday, October 2nd, and it's only God's doing that I'm here at all. In the natural, there is no reason that I survived. I feel a little bit like the uh, man in the gospel that was born blind, and the disciples said to Jesus, who sinned, his parents or him, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, neither one. It was so the works of God should be made manifest. That's what we're talking about. God needs to be glorified. Well, that morning, I woke up. I felt fine. I functioned fine. I did my regular morning routine. I took my shower. I made my bed. I went downstairs, and I did a few dishes. While I was finishing up these dishes, I had what felt like a cramp across the top of my stomach but it wouldn't let up. I gathered a few things. I started to feel just a little bit nauseated, a little bit jittery. 
I got a pillow, my phone, some tissues, and a wastebasket, and I went and laid on the couch. As I laid on the couch, suddenly everything within me, every cell, it seemed, started to shake. I was just trembling everywhere. I was wearing a long sleeve turtleneck like I am today. I was freezing and I broke out in a cold sweat. Every pore of my body was pouring out fluid. My clothes were stuck to me. I touched my forehead and it felt like it was in a shower. I had no real chest pain. I did have, I felt like my bra was a little snug and I unhooked it in the back. I'm being very open with you, I hope you know. I was thinking that my daughter Ramona would be the one that could most easily walk away without any young children to account for, but Ramona was supposed to be at work until noon that day, so I put off calling her. Looking back, I know I fell asleep some, but I continued to pass out for extended periods of time. I didn't really realize that until I looked up at the clock again. The first time I looked up, it was 9.30 when I laid down there. And it was only like the second or the third time that I looked up to see the time. And it was noon. So I... I had to have been passing out for extended periods of time. I called Ramona. All this while I'm thinking, this might be COVID or it's some other horrible flu. I had all flu symptoms. By the way, my mind was in such a fog. Ramona wasn't at work at all. I was thinking it was Thursday and it was Friday. So God's hand was there, too, for whatever reason he chose. I called and I said, wear a mask, bring me one, and take me to Highland Park Hospital. When she came in the door, she got one look at me and she said, should I call an ambulance? When I got a glimpse of myself later, I realized why she immediately was talking about an ambulance. I wasn't just green in the gills or the creases. I was one continuous shade of green. I said no to the ambulance because I didn't want to go to the nearest hospital, which is the, one, the only one they would take me to. I did not want to encounter the doctors that I felt had mismanaged my husband's last illness. I passed out again a couple times on the couch Poor Ramona saying, Mom, Mom. I would only hear her say it twice, but apparently she was calling me over a little stretch of time, and I did not even realize. That hospital was 20 minutes away. I thought I was passing out briefly. Ramona might tell you something a little different than that. She saw a lot more than what I knew. Well, when I stood to go to the car, I discovered, and I apologize for the indelicacy of this, but I think it's important for people to understand what can happen during a serious uh, trauma. I found that 
my bowels and my bladder had released, and I had had no idea whatever. When I was changing my lower clothes, I saw my green color in the mirror, and I want to tell you, it is not easy being green. And as I changed, I'm thinking, hmm, maybe I could have designated myself green goddess dressing. So we started out in the car on the way to the hospital, 20 minutes away. I would feel um, an urge to just, I felt like I would just sort of retch a little bit. Well, apparently I was really passing out more than once in the car. I'm sure my daughter thought several times that I was dying right in front of her. I looked at my left hand and it was covered about a third of an inch thick with mucus and I didn't know how it got there. I was bringing up a lot more than I knew Ramona told me so. When we got to the ER, they got me in a wheelchair. They told Ramona, park the car and wait outside. COVID, you know, have to wait outside. I, as soon as I explained a couple of my symptoms or feelings to the nurse in triage, and I suppose she could see my complexion too, she immediately called emergency cardiac. A lot of people came rushing in. The EKG showed that I'd had a heart attack. The cardiologist leaned down to me and said, you have had a heart attack and it was not a small one. They let Ramona come in to say goodbye, and I'm sure the poor girl didn't know if it would be the last time ever. That doctor apologized to me for so many people doing something to me at once, but he said, we've got to clear that artery fast. We went to the cath lab, and during that angioplasty, I was wide awake. I watched the monitor with them, and I saw the wires going in the arteries of my heart and the stents being placed. I was without pain. I thought it was kind of neat to see what was happening. God gave me an amazing sense of peace throughout the whole thing. They worked for an hour, and they placed four stents in the right side arteries of my heart. They transferred me to ICU. They had done and did other tests, a COVID test, which was negative. They did a carotid ultrasound, which was clear. They did an ultrasound of my heart, and they said that the muscle action and movement of my heart was just fine, and that is miraculous and Wonderful, very important thing. My friend Nancy called a mutual friend to tell her what had happened. That friend was in the car with her husband, who had fairly recently retired as the head of cardiology, cardiac surgery at a prominent local hospital. He could hear the whole conversation, and his remark was, God was certainly watching out for her that they didn't crack her chest. If it had been open-heart surgery, there would be a lot more risk. There would be a lot more time and pain required in healing. And I'm sure some of you know all about that. 
Well, with the COVID protocols, there were no visitors, either in ICU or the regular room. And even Pastor Darrell couldn't get a phone call through or confirmation that I was even there. I praise God for the many, many mercies that he allowed. I was allowed to go home on Monday late afternoon. They did allow Ramona to come in and hear the discharge um, information, so there would be two of us that would know. I went home with four prescriptions for medications and with AFib. That's an irregular or varying heart rate or arrhythmia. The weather was very lovely for the next several days, and I did what I was supposed to. I spent a lot of time out in the sunshine sitting or napping out in my yard. I've been making great progress, and I have been at peace. My children have been very attentive and helpful. I had a follow-up appointment with my primary physician. She looked at the hospital record, and she said, wow. You had a big one. Then she examined me. She said the AFib was gone. My heart action was normal. My blood pressure was fine. And there was no evidence of permanent damage to my heart. Amen. Amen. God deserves the glory. My stamina continues to increase. I've had some time not only to praise and thank the Lord and to share with people what he has done, but also some time to outline some things that I think he wants me to share with all of you. First and foremost, make sure of your relationship with Jesus. When did you admit to him that you're a sinner? His word says that all of us are. Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. When did you ask his forgiveness and thank him for paying the price for your sin on the cross? Every one of us deserves that cross, but he paid the price for each of us. When did you invite him not just to be part of your life, but to be the Lord of your life. If you can't truly say that, you know what? The time has come. Today is the day of salvation. Pastor Darrell will talk about that. Second thing, see to your health. When I was a young mom, had a busy family schedule, my mother used to say to me, take care of yourself. Nobody else will. Where would they be without you? That was very good advice. Now, if you're young, I encourage you to get physically active. Get your nose out of the phones and the computers and the eyes off the TV and build a strong body. I know it was God's mercy that caused me to survive this. You could even say I was blessed with good genes. But I believe the fact that I was an athlete as a youth helped me stay healthy through life and survive the terrible onslaught of this attack. Okay, well, what if you're not young? 
I see a few people out there that probably wouldn't describe themselves as young, and neither do I describe myself that way. Do what you can to strengthen the body you have now. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's our responsibility to take good care of them. It's never too late to do better. Someone said I was going to go jogging, but then I remembered that Proverbs 28.1 says, the wicked run when no one pursues. So that go there goes that. <laughs> Instead, remember Genesis 17. God said to Abram, walk before me and be thou perfect. Walking is a top choice for most people. And a surprise for you, it's free. No fees for walking. And walking with the Lord is an extra bonus. You can interact with him, hear from him, talk with him. Society today mitigates against movement. Being sedentary, especially sitting, whether at work or at home, is terrible for your health. Walk instead of sitting or riding. Park at the far end of the parking lot instead of searching for the closest spot, not only here, but wherever you go. If fitness classes are available, take advantage of them. You can bicycle outdoors, or if that's not a possibility, maybe you can get a stationary bike for in the house. Dance, if you like. You can dance to worship music. There's a lot of good music out there that's danceable, and it's great exercise. Sing. Sing praise to the Lord, and you will increase your respiratory health. Amen, indeed. Get plenty of rest and sleep no matter what your age. We have a tendency to burn our candle at both ends. In Scripture, rest is always described as a blessing. God rested on the seventh day, and the Sabbath was made for man. Psalm 127.2 tells us God gives his beloved sleep that doesn't count in the middle of a church service. <laughs> a huge part of getting and keeping healthy is good nutrition. So my third point is to educate yourself in good nutrition. A first rule of thumb is to eat food that God made in as close to its natural state as is reasonable. Fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, and whole grains. Fresh is better than frozen, and frozen is better than canned. Read labels. Ingredients are listed in the order of predominance by weight. If you find that sugar in any of its deceptive names, sucrose, dextrose, whatever, is among the first three ingredients, you are really better off without it. And if it should say corn syrup, run or throw it out. By the way, artificial sweeteners have their own negative side effects, so I'm not recommending those. You can even make your own salad dressing and you cut back on sugar and salt and they you get a bigger variety and 
get the taste you like. Because bread is labeled wheat does not guarantee good nutrition. When grains are refined, it is to increase their shelf life and increase the profits of the people that produce the product. Meanwhile, they're refining away the most nutritious part of the grain, and you are left with empty calories. The best choice would be stone ground, whole wheat, things of that nature. Stone grinding eliminates the heat, and heat also destroys nutrients. After that, I would say whole wheat. Brown rice is full of B vitamins. White rice is full of calories. And puffed rice is actually damaging to your body. So too bad about those Rice Krispie treats. Nutritionist Adele Davis said, if your children are accustomed to eating their cereal that's a sugared cereal, they'd be better off eating the box. At least they get some fiber. <laughs> you might want to take vitamins as a supplement if you, to close your nutritional gap. If you are going to take vitamins and you take medicine, it's a good idea to check with your doctor, make sure none of those vitamins will interfere with the medications. It's rare, but it could happen. And remember, vitamin supplements are exactly that. They are supplements. There are no substitute for good nutrition. Please do not forget your Christian vitamins. Bible, prayer, Christian devotionals and books, and Christian fellowship. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Thank you all for assembling today. Okay, do not be a COVID-19 statistic by default. My fourth point is do not ignore symptoms or medical checkups. Remember that bodily reactions and symptoms of serious health issues, whether in males or females, are not always the classic symptoms you hear about. I didn't really have any chest pain. My arms felt perfectly fine. Even many men do not have the same kind of symptoms they describe to us. And women rarely do. Women's symptoms are usually quite different, often more mild, Statistically, the majority of women that die of a heart attack die of their very first heart attack, and that is in part because it's not recognized soon enough. Interestingly, I might mention that last evening when I shared, Sherry told me she found it really interesting that none of the symptoms I described were the same as her symptoms when she had a heart attack. So don't expect it to be just like mine either. The media beating the drum about COVID-19 kept me from getting help sooner. From 9.30 in the morning till after 1 o'clock in the afternoon, heart attack had never crossed my mind at all. Doctors and ER workers 
would much rather have five people come in with false alarms than have one person wait too long, like I nearly did, and suffer dire consequences or not make it at all. I did hear of a, a neighbor, a man, who basically had the same symptom I did, a cramp across the top of the stomach. He never made it to the hospital. I also recommend in-person doctor visits. Nowadays, you can have a visit on the phone. You can have a visit on the computer. Well, about seven months ago, I had my annual visit with the cardiologist on the telephone. There was no EKG. There was no stethoscope. He asked how my blood pressure had been, just how are you feeling. We had nice, friendly conversation, and he said, Maybe we should schedule for six months instead of a year. And before you would be coming in, why don't you get a stress test? Well, my stress test was scheduled for Monday, three days after my real stress test that came in the form of a heart attack. While you're thinking about such things, it is prudent and wise to also put your financial house in order. A revocable living trust is a wise thing for most people. And if you're thinking, oh, but I'm young and you know I don't need to worry about that. If you have young children, you better think about what would happen to them if you were not there and make such arrangements. The fifth thing I want to bring up is take time especially with our current situation. Circulation activities are so cur curtailed. I want you to ponder what God's direction is for your life. Like Noah, sometimes God shuts us in, whether through illness, a job loss, COVID lockdowns, or the need to care for someone else. There's, that takes a big toll on you. It says in Genesis, God remembered Noah. That doesn't mean he forgot him while he was in the ark. It means he took special care of Noah. Well, when Noah was able to leave the ark, he built an altar to praise and thank and worship the Lord. And I want you to know that this is part of my altar. To God be the glory. Always give God his rightful praise and his thanks. When I was about 16 or 17, my skating club was going to a beach day outing. I was going to be picked up by my skating partner and head out for a fun day at the lake. I was attending a Catholic church. I went to Mass that Sunday morning quite early, and I, went, I received communion and went straight out the door. I was saying my Thanksgiving on the way home so I wouldn't be late. I was walking down the broad North Avenue in Chicago, and I thought, wow, I've been having some leg cramps. I could get out in the lake and have cramps and drown. And I prayed that when it was my time, that I would be ready. Immediately upon that prayer, 
I heard a horn blowing, a car horn blowing, and it kept blowing. At that time, it was not unusual for boys in a car to blow the horn to get the attention of a teenage girl. And I thought, what ninnies in the quiet morning in the streets deserted and they're blowing the horn. Well, I heard a big crash behind me. And when I turned around, I saw a big Chevy bouncing down the sidewalk straight at me, about 10 feet behind me. I ducked into the door of the bakery, turned around thinking, no, I trapped myself expecting to see that car come in and crush me. Instead, I saw a man hunched over the steering wheel. The car turned off the sidewalk and made a big circle out in the intersection. I read in the paper the next day that that man had just retired, had a whole new life ahead of him. He was going out of town to see relatives in another state. That man died on the spot. He'd had a massive heart attack, crunched up on the steering wheel, and that's what blew the horn. He crashed into the windows of the drugstore on the corner, which shifted his weight, turning the wheel and taking the car out into the intersection. He died that day, right then, and I heard God's answer to my prayer, be ready. Friday, October 2nd, could have been my last day on, to live this life on the earth. And one day it will be. Because I know Jesus as my Savior, when that happens, you'll know that I'm just fine. That I'll be with him. But how many things might I have wished I had done? Wished I had said or corrected or given if suddenly there were no more opportunity to do so. Is there someone with whom you need to make peace? Something you should make amends for? People you need to encourage, forgive, or assure of your love? People you need to thank? We should all remember to express gratitude freely and often. Mental health has even been known to be restored to people who took the prescription to begin to express their gratitude to people that have blessed them in their lives. A smile or a note can mean so much. Young people especially consider paper cards, handmade notes, Texts and tweets do not last. I heard a pastor one time say YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook might merge. Then they could call it you twit face. <laughs> Cards and calls I received and were a blessing to me, and they continue to be a blessing and an encouragement. Do you sometimes think of someone just out of the blue? Do you dream about someone occasionally? Odds are it's God nudging you to pray for them. 
I've been so grateful when people let me know they've been praying for me. And sometimes you can match up that time with a time of trauma in your own life. Are there testimonies of God's love and care that you should put down on paper or at least share with your loved ones? I realize that oftentimes we share the most, let's say, spectacular, the most intimate, the most wondrous things that God has done or allowed us to experience with total strangers or casual acquaintances and we fail to share them with the people closest to us, with our loved ones. I just made a list of things and incidents that I need to let my family know about, the great things the Lord has done. Are there people you know or others that you meet that you, should, you need to tell about Jesus and his great salvation that he offers? So, affirm your salvation. See to your health in activities, in nutrition. Medically, do not ignore symptoms. Don't expect them to be the classic ones. Third, feed your spiritual life in all the ways you probably know about already. Take time to assess the direction of your life. We're so busy nowadays we rarely stop and really think about those things. Fifth, reach out to and for other people in person, by phone, on paper, in prayer, in sharing the gospel. Redeem the time, be ready. Quoting a Sri Lankan martyr, I will share with you the most valuable asset I can leave for you is Jesus. This is the day the Lord has made. Repent, commit, renew, praise, share, and rejoice in it. That was um, so good, and I'm so glad that uh, Dolores was spared to share with us today, and as she was sharing, I just, I was making all those connections between the natural and the spiritual, and they do mirror each other, that, that the natural and the spiritual, they kind of, they work together, and if there's one thing I heard, it's, it's this, don't wait, don't wait. Don't wait in the natural to get things right. Don't wait to take care of yourself. Don't wait to say what you need to say and do what you need to do. Don't, don't wait. And I want to say today, don't wait spiritually. Don't say, someday I'll take care of that. Someday I'll talk to God and I'll get serious about the things of God. And I just want to tell you today, don't harden your heart. The Bible says that he will take a heart of stone and make it a heart of flesh that he will soften our hearts. And, and we really, as we move here toward prayer, there really is no more business as usual. Our world is changing moment by moment. It's getting more and more serious. And so we need to be 
more and more serious about spiritual things and about the Lord. And if you're alive today and you can hear this, whether you're here online or listening or watching later, if you have breath, you have a calling. Amen? Aren't you glad that Dolores has breath to give her testimony? And I watched her after service with Sherry, who just had a heart attack, and then Wes, and they were getting together, and they were going to start a small group here at church for those who have heart attacks. And I said, we want that small group closed where no one else can join that small group. We want that one to just, you can meet, but no one, no, just kidding. But, but if you have breath, if you have life, you have a calling. And I want you to embrace all that God has for you. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and your hearts before we go this morning. And I just want you to take this moment to make everything right with the Lord. I want you to take care of everything in the natural. Yes, we need to do that. But, but this is a spiritual moment in the house of God where we aren't going to wait any longer. We're not going to wait till have more time or the kids grow up or you know I get I'm retired or you know, just fill in the blank I'm just going to wait until and then I'm going to get serious no today is the day of salvation today is the day that God gave you breath you're not guaranteed tomorrow or the next day we don't know what's going to happen but Jesus is here right now and he's calling he's he's knocking on the door of your heart saying let me in and and Dolores said it, it, it we were created for a relationship with God, but it's our sin that keeps us from Him. It, it's things that we've willfully chosen, things we've done, even, even things where we just did it our own way instead of His way. And, and yet God wasn't satisfied to just leave that distance between us and Him. He said, I love you so much that Jesus came and He died on a cross for our sin. So we can be forgiven of our sin and right relationship with God, both now and forever. And so I'm going to ask everyone that can hear my voice right now, I'm just going to ask everyone to pray this prayer and meet it in your heart. The Bible says if you confess it with your mouth and believe it in your heart, you are saved. And so today I'm going to ask everyone, repeat this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I need forgiveness. I believe that you died for my sins. I want to turn from my sins. I invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. For some, 